What's the number? Can I get your number? You look amazing. Hey, gorgeous. Hey, gorgeous. Hey, gorgeous. Why don't you smile more? Hey guys, hope you've had an amazing week. We know that last week's episode might have been pretty serious and we probably came across a little aggressive towards men, but we love you guys. So get ready for today's episode because we want to talk all about positive relationships, the meaning of love languages, and all the aspects you ladies should be looking for when it comes to dating. So to all you men out there listening in, take notes. So before we begin, we just wanted to say thank you to everyone who listened to our first episode, and we're really excited to make more of these for you guys. So today we're going to talk about the positive aspects of healthy relationships and the type of good qualities to look for in men. Hopefully you guys are able to take something positive out of today's episode. So Grace... What's something you've learned coming out of your most recent relationship? So I've learned a lot of things coming out of my previous relationship, but I think one of the first things I learned was to maintain like a balance. So spending time apart from each other is really important. And I also think it's important to have like those date nights and intimacy. So going back on what you said about maintaining a balance, ideally, how much time would you spend with a person versus how much time you spend with yourself? I would say that if you're together every night or like staying with each other every night, it can get kind of tedious. I hate to say it like that because I know that, you know, you can still have a healthy relationship and be together every night. It just, I don't know, like, I feel like it can be too much. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's important to have boundaries. But in that sense, what are you going to do when you're married and have to live with someone 24-7? Okay, so I think when you're married, I guess it can be kind of different. But I just think it's important that, like, even if you're living together, that you still have your space to, like, in the house to, like, be by yourself and, like, do things by yourself. Because it can be, like, really annoying to be with someone 24-7. 1,000% agree. So when you say quality time versus quantity, what does that mean? So when I talk about quality versus quantity... And relationships. Quality time is doing something like that's exciting or something that's like not what you're doing every day. So for instance, I don't want to like watch Netflix every night. And but that's just like a personal thing. But um, so like going on dates, that's to me, that's quality time. Quantity time is when you're just hanging out together, <laughs> but you're not having like anything exciting. You make a fair point. How have you coped recently with your breakup? Well, I feel like I've coped in different ways. So sometimes I will just need that time to be alone. And within that time, I'll like journal, do whatever. But there are other times where I don't want to be alone. So I think it's important to just like make sure that you're with someone, spending time with people, friends, family, whatever it may be. 
But it's definitely important to just get that piece of you back. So what do you think? What, how have you coped? Um, so it's actually funny because Grace and I both went through a breakup in like the same week. And you had yours like a week before mine. And so Grace was very helpful in a sense where she's like, oh, I'm like a week in. You'll be fine. Like, you just got to wait it out. Like, it's okay. Like, she's consoling me. It was, it was really funny. It really helps having like a support system, I guess, um, in a way where going back to what you said, like spending time with people, keeping busy just so you know you're not alone. And definitely, I feel like the way I cope with everything, even just like outside of breakups, like family deaths or something, I definitely like literally every time I'm going through something, I'm constantly going back to try to figure out like what stage I'm on. Because like, sometimes I really am like in that first stage of denial. And I'm like, oh my god, like it can't be over. And then I'm like, oh no, this is like the first stage of grief. And then you get angry and then you start to bargain and then you start to feel depressed and then eventually you like accept it. But like that, honestly, like those things have applied to so many things in my life. The last way I cope with a breakup is a sneaky link. Rebounding. How do you feel about rebounds? So first off, I want to say I think it's crazy how we did both end up going through a breakup at the same time because I never thought I would have been in a relationship and then all of a sudden I was and you had been in one for a while at that point I literally like had gone through a breakup like the week before Rose and I was on one like I was like okay I'm ready like I'm ready to get out there I'm ready to do this that whatever like I had been working on myself the whole week like I just remember being like Rose's hype man but um yeah so rebounds I I have to admit I was on dating apps a couple weeks after yeah a couple weeks after my breakup and I hadn't really like been on dating apps very much But I think it definitely helped me. Like, I would have never been, like, very big on rebounds and all that. But for some reason, this time around, like, it just, like, really helped. I went on dates with a few different people. And it was a great time. And a rebound can be any type of level you want. So a rebound can just be someone you are going to go on dates with or whatever. It could be someone that you could potentially end up in a relationship. And I think there's just like a stigma behind rebounds. But at the same time, like there's nothing wrong with dating people like right after you get out of a relationship. It's your life and you choose what you want to do. Um, wow, could not have said it any better myself. Honestly, yeah, like everyone goes through, everyone copes with breakups in their own way. I definitely live, <laughs> I live by rebounds. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's funny because like the way I get through a breakup is like catching feelings for another person and then going through that heartbreak again. And then it's a cycle until like by your eighth body down your roster, like you don't even feel it anymore. 
<laughs> so, you know, if you have a sneaky link, definitely a great way to cope with anything. Also, a good way to cope with a breakup is by planning things out, like trips and stuff, I guess. So yeah, I mean, since Grace and I basically went through the same thing around the same time period, now we're kind of in the same stage where we're like moving on. And now we're kind of planning things out, like planning trips, things to do, our goals and stuff. I think that's kind of just a good way to cope with everything going on. Yeah, I definitely agree. And kind of like how you mentioned before with the stages of grief, sometimes I find myself in each stage still to this day. It's not always easy getting over a relationship. And so sometimes you do find yourself backtracking a little bit or starting to miss someone, whatever it may be. And so this is when like planning on future things comes in because it gives you a way to just look forward to something. And I think that's really important when you feel like you're backtracking into those stages. So I definitely agree with that. And hopefully we can do something. And we've been talking about planning our trips, but it's just been hard with COVID and all that. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, on to my favorite topic. As far as receiving goes, what do you think your love language is? It's really hard for me to pick because <laughs> I really do think they're all amazing. But I would say that acts of service, words of affirmation, and gift giving are the ways I like to receive love. So words of affirmation is important to me because I want to know how you're feeling. I don't know like what's going on in your head if I don't hear you say the words. So that's one thing. And then like gift giving. I love a good gift. Um, it could even be something little. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a brand new Gucci bag or whatever. It doesn't have to be a huge shopping spree or whatever the case may be. But it's definitely important to me. And then acts of service. So just the little things. I suck at cooking. So if you want to cook for me, please do. If you want to pump my gas, like just little things like that too is really cute. And I think that's a good way to definitely like get someone's attention too. What do you think? Um, I like to think that I like receiving acts of service, but every time it comes my way, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> please stop. <laughs> Acts of service kind of throws me off. I don't know. But I do like gifts. Like receiving, I do like gifts. Doesn't even have to be a big thing. Just something here and there to kind of show that you're like thinking about someone. So I've always wanted to be good at words of affirmation. But I suck at talking about my emotions and explaining how I'm feeling. So I think that's why I like receiving words of affirmation because it's something that I'm not good at. So I wish I was good at that. I'm just not. I do like to give gifts. I think I just like to do that in general. Um, even if it's not in a relationship, I just like to show the people I care about, you know, that I was thinking of them 
And I also like, I think, okay, so physical touch, I am. Okay, so the thing about physical touch is that I like to cuddle, but at the same time, like, I don't like it, which is kind of weird. But if I'm going to sleep, I don't want to be touched. But if we're like watching a movie or whatever, I'm definitely going to be, you know, cuddled up next to you. But I would say that gift giving is definitely my way of showing love. What do you think? Um, yeah, no, for me, it's definitely physical touch as far as like how I give love, I guess. Um, and I think a big reason of that comes from my childhood and just not that my parents sucked or anything, but like they were not very affectionate um, physically, like And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, everyone has their own love languages, even parents. And your mom and your dad will show affection to you in different ways. But I think that's something I definitely lacked growing up. So I think maybe right now I'm like overcompensating for it. But I do, I do really like, like cuddling is like my favorite thing ever. But yeah, no, I definitely don't like to cuddle like in my sleep. Most of the time, like I do like physical touch. It's funny that you said that because like my parents never really talked about their emotions and how they're feeling so I think that's why I like the whole words of affirmation yeah I think kind of our love languages ties into what we lacked as kids that's such a good point like I definitely feel like I never got a lot of words of affirmation from my family so that's definitely like something that I look for in people but yeah, I do I do like giving gifts also and receiving them. Um okay, another topic that I never like wrote down, but like definitely wanted to talk about was self-care and like self-love. Oh, the importance. So, I think recently was when I started getting into self-love and all of that because I personally have had a lot of issues and traumas that I've been through and so I think it's extremely important to just take care of yourself and to just do what makes you happy if one day you're not feeling great and you want to go and grab a coffee whatever it may be go do it no one's shaming (laughs) like go do whatever you want if you want to go shopping great that's your money um if you need the day off cool take the day off um I just think it's really important to just know that your health is important and your mental health is important so just take care of yourself what are your thoughts um I have a lot of thoughts I was scrolling through TikTok the other day And I saw something on my For You page and it said like, your toxic trait is falling for anyone that gives you attention. And I was like, wow, call me out. (laughs) And I mentioned that because like, I like to throw myself into relationships and I just always fall in love way too hard and way too fast. But there's nothing like the feeling of coming out of a relationship and realizing that I've never been in love with anyone the way I'm in love with myself right now. And that's something that I really take pride in because, and I know this is so tacky, but it does take a lot to even think about self-care and self-love when you're in the process of healing. 
but I live by fake it till you make it. And because I mean, really, that's all you can do. I love that. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you on that. And I think that sometimes we forget to pay attention to our needs and wants, especially when you're in a relationship. So I think it's super important that you can gain that back as you are, you know, leaving your previous relationship because you really do learn so much about yourself and loving yourself. And, you know, I think as females, a lot of us look towards men for that validation and for that self-love. But at the end of the day, it's really you that needs to do that. And I know for a fact I have done that so many times. Like I've always fallen for the people that made me feel a certain type of way. And yeah, it's it's definitely a great feeling when you get out of a relationship and you can start to just really take care of yourself. Like for me, working out has been my go-to. And yeah, like it just makes you feel good. Yeah, like it kind of gives you a chance to prioritize other things in your life that you may have been putting off. Like I know definitely I've been really focusing on classes and reestablishing my friendships. And I mean, the people that like have reached out to me, I just like have never bothered responding to. So yeah, like I think it's a great chance to prioritize like things that you may have been putting off in your life. Okay, so I have a question for you. When do you think was the moment you felt love? Like what relationship? How old were you? Um, so I don't think there's any like one moment where I felt like I was loved. I think in any relationship, like I definitely over time have experienced little things here and there to kind of realize that like a person really cares about me or that they love me. And they show that in little ways. Like it's kind of like those little acts of service that you receive that make you think a person really cares about you and that they're thinking about you. And that's kind of just what's happened through a bunch of like different relationships I've ever had. So yeah, I think every relationship I've been in, I've felt different types of love from them. And some were just mediocre and some were like, oh my gosh, like head over heels. But it's hard because I felt like at times I confuse love with that infatuation. And so it's it's definitely different and it's hard to tell what you're feeling sometimes. And I don't know, like I definitely do believe that there's different types of love though um, in different ways that we receive it. But I would say my last relationship was probably the most where I felt that I was loved. And so I think that's important for me personally to take moving forward. So like, as long as that person's communicating well with me, um, that person is loyal, I can trust them um, and just know that they're showing me all the love I need. And it's just crazy because sometimes we get in these toxic relationships and we don't always know what that love feels like. So I don't know. Do you think that you've like been in love? Um, I definitely think I've been in love in a handful of relationships. 
I will say though, no shade at all whatsoever. Like I think my previous, like my most recent relationship was infatuation. And I say this because the way I felt about this person was very strong and very passionate, I guess. But at the same time, it was so, not that it was a negative thing, but it was like you realize that once that passion goes away, you're like, okay, what is there left? I have been in love before. I mean, I've been relationships where I've been with a person for two, three years. And while it wasn't as passionate as my most recent one, like I definitely felt in love. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, it's hard to describe because like every person is different. But like, I definitely, for like the person I recently dated, I definitely had love for him. But I wouldn't say I was in love necessarily. I think I was very infatuated. I don't think I was in love but I definitely loved that person. Like, but um, no, I don't think I was in love. And we didn't really, no shade either, but we didn't have the passion that I wanted. And so, you know, that's where it does get confusing because it's like, I know this person cares about me, but the passion isn't there. So when the passion's not there, it's kind of like, how can this be love? I don't know, like, it it felt kind of surface level. Very true. And I think the way to, I don't know, is there a way to differentiate infatuation and love? I think it depends on not necessarily how long you've been with a person, but having seen them at their best and their worst and being able to love them through that. And I feel like if you've known someone for, like, just a short amount of time, you've never seen them through tragedies and traumas and you don't know how they react to death financial situations a self-identity crisis (laughs) like you don't know these things from a person and you can't really tell like if their reaction is something that you are capable of loving that person through but I don't know like I don't know how do you think you can differentiate infatuation and love so I think if you love someone or if you're in love with someone certain things won't bother you. So like I've had relationships where I'm like, we have such great chemistry and intimacy and it's amazing. But then he turns around and he's acting like so rude, so disrespectful. And then he plays the whole nice guy thing. And it's just like a toxic situation. So I think there's just red flags to look out for because you can have that amazing chemistry and amazing intimacy and all of that. But if you're seeing red flags, then I think that's where it kind of defines the term of love and intimacy. So what do you think a good quality is to look for in a guy? So I definitely think, in my opinion, I need someone who can communicate with me. Because if you don't know, like, what's going on with them, then you're not going to have any communication at all. So I think that's definitely important to just talk about your emotions, talk about what's going on. Because if you can't do that, then um, (laughs) that sucks. So, yeah, communication is key. 
And then just someone who's loyal. So just someone who you can trust and count on at the end of the day. Like if I am stranded in the middle of nowhere, like you better be out there like in two seconds to come help me. Of course, definitely like you have to be attracted to the person. (laughs) Definitely like the communication thing. Um, But also like I feel like you have to be accommodating and just have a lot of understanding because like sometimes you'll be with a person who has a lot of mental health issues and you know of course you don't have to put yourself in that situation but if you love someone I think you have to accommodate to that but also establish boundaries. So I just thought of this and so I think it's important to be like family oriented however I don't think it's okay to be majorly close with your mom, dad, sister, whoever it may be, because it kind of gets in the way of a relationship to an extent. And I'm not saying like to not be close with your family. Keep it (laughs) out of our relationship. But what I mean by that is Sometimes family can get way too involved in things, whether it's emotionally or financially, whatever it may be, and it can really interfere with your relationship. So yes, find someone who's close with their family, but not too close. I like that you brought that up, actually, because I was going to ask you, have you ever heard of emotional incest? So basically, it's this concept of a mother kind of using their son for that emotional connection this happens a lot I guess in relationships with mothers and sons is they get too close and it does like you said it interferes with your relationship with a partner and because this is emotional incest in a way that the concept is like what is more attractive than having a man love you unconditionally but You'll see a lot of this. Men who have a very, 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 very close relationship with their mothers will compare you to their mother. And their mothers will put it in their heads that they are competition. Why is this the first time that I am ever hearing of this concept? Like, I don't think I realized it in previous relationships before. But now when you say it like that, It makes a lot of sense, like a lot of sense. And it can be emotionally draining when that happens in relationships because you're constantly trying to compare yourself or be on that same level as your significant other's mom. And it's just like so exhausting. That is basically the reason why men look for motherly qualities in their partner and i mean someone that'll cook for them and clean for them because of how they were raised like it all ties back to that if i don't want to go out of my way to go do something i'm not gonna do it you can't expect that from me if you wouldn't do it yourself and you kind of have to have that balance but Of course, it's not a bad thing to love your mom. Like, of course, love your mom. But, like, set boundaries. 
No, I totally agree. But yes, please love your mom and dad. So if you have good career goals and you don't sell drugs for a living and you have a future plan for yourself, hit my line. Just be genuine. Be yourself. Be down to earth. Don't be crazy. Um, I think we get a lot of the craziness and it's just important to just show your true colors. Don't be hiding behind insecurities and just for once be vulnerable and just put yourself out there. And I really feel like it will be easy to find your partner when you can do that. Um, if you can't do that, then it might not be the right time for you. But I think it's important for us to just let our guard down and see what's out there. My only advice really is just to be, like you said, like vulnerable, um, but also just try to be more secure and confident in yourself because at the end of the day, that's what's most attractive. So if you guys made it through the end of this episode, thank you for listening. And if you haven't followed us on our social media, feel free to do so and let us know what kind of content you'd like to hear from us in the future. We are also on Apple Podcasts now. Okay, guys, as always, it's been a pleasure. This is Rose and Grace, Grace and Rose, and we will see you on our next episode. Love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right, bye. (laughs) 